Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Alex Pearson in for John Oakley and the always dreaded AG report came out. And if you're in the opposition, it's like Christmas morning. Giddy with delight. But it puts the government of the day on the hot seat as the Ford uh, government comes under fire over their climate plan. And Bonnie Lissick gave, gave them a fail. She says the alternative plan that the Ford government proposed to Wynn's green plan falls well short of Ontario's 2030 greenhouse gas targets. And she says a key conclusion of her report is that the government's climate change plan was based on flawed emissions reduction estimates, ignores things like agricultural emissions, and is undermined routinely by its own decisions. Let's ask Jeff Urich for some answers. He's a Ministry of Environment, Conservation and Parks. Good to have you, Minister. Oh, hi, Alex. Uh, great to be on. All right. So Bonnie Lissick, I mean, used to be friends of the Conservatives. It was great when she had these reports out. Not so much today. She doesn't have a lot of flattering things to say about your climate change plan. Did she miss something? Well, you know, she, she also said in her, in her, uh, her uh, advisory she held with the media today that uh, it's not a bad plan. It needs to be tightened up, and we, we totally agree with her. You know, she looked at uh, a one instance, uh, one moment in time uh, with the information she had and, and the modeling that we used to uh, uh, create our, our, our numbers for our targets, and she says they're a little off. So we are going to uh, make sure that uh, we're using up-to-date modeling and continue to evolve our plan to hit our 2030 target. It's, it, this is a plan that's not going to stay constant over the next 10 years. It's going to continually change as new innovations come on board or new information comes forward so that we can ensure that we hit our targets in 2030. Okay, so explain that because a lot of people, this is a confusing issue for most people. Oh. It's up there in the ether. So explain to me specifically what you can change in your plan to meet the targets. Well, you know, uh, the, the, for instance, technology received uh, zero uh, credit for any uh, uh, emissions reduction. She said there's no way to really measure that. Uh, so, you know, uh, we have uh, put in a, a green fund and an emissions reduction fund to uh, uh, drive uh, private sector to develop more innovations with regard to uh, emissions. I think that's where we're going to find a lot of savings down the road is uh, 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 innovation through technology, through the private industry. And uh, we need to ensure that we're, we're working with them to make that happen. Um, you know, we uh, passed uh, some, some provisions in the ministry to start uh, the power grid moving up into the uh, northern Ontario where the ring of fire will be created. That's going to take uh, 16 First Nation communities off diesel power. That's not uh, been accounted for in the environment plan. So things like that that come up that are going to reduce greenhouse gas emissions will be looked at year in and, and year out and, and we'll continue to make those modifications. While you bring up the issue of um, the ring of fire, which never gets actually discussed and obviously it's part of your file. How, where is that standing? That's a massive opportunity for this province, and it's been decades uh, of wasted opportunity. Where does that stand? Well, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm also working with Minister Rickford on that. So what we've done at this point, uh, they need power up in that area, and uh, we've cleared a lot of the hurdles uh, 
for the uh, Waitai Power Company to start building the transmission lines uh, in order to get power up into the area, and, and they're currently looking to see how we uh, can ensure that uh, we're building transportation up to that area. So it's, it's coming along. It's not a fast process, but actually we're making, we're making great progress on it. All right, I got to reset it a little bit and go back to uh, the AG report. But, um, you know, one of the things, of course, that you're going to get criticized and have been criticized for is cancelling the carbon tax. And certainly the opposition will go right to that, um, you know, saying, hey, you shouldn't have gotten rid of the carbon tax. Had you not done that, you would be meeting targets. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, the federal government's imposed their carbon tax on Ontario as we speak. um, and, and I think the opposition shouldn't uh, uh, focus so much on that one particular uh, tool that you could use uh, uh, for combating climate change. We, we have a comprehensive plan that uh, touches on a variety of different sectors, uh, which uh, we feel isn't needed as a carbon tax. Uh, carbon tax uh, uh, really hurts uh, rural Ontario, northern Ontario. They don't have other opportunities, per se, to, to move off of their vehicles onto transit. There's no transit opportunities up there, nor is there opportunity to to uh, have electric vehicles uh, cover the the area that they have to cover in traveling. So uh, we wanted to create a system that uh, doesn't uh, disadvantage low and medium income people, but uh, meet our climate change uh, goals. And I think we're we're on our way. I know the Auditor General said we we need to tighten things up, and that's what we're going to do. And in fact. Uh, we're going to move uh, our, our climate plan out to consultation across the entire province to hear more of what Ontarians think so we can incorporate their thoughts into the plan. All right. And how long does that take? So is, is this a reset altogether that you're doing? It's not a reset. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a living document. It's going to continually be updated. We're, we're kill, utilize, still utilizing uh, what we put in place last November as we uh, got out of the gates in our climate plan. We're just going to continually add to it and evolve the plan so that uh, we're on track to to reach those targets. I mean, the AG report for a lot of critics uh, who have already baked in their heads that uh, conservatives hate the climate and don't care about the earth. I mean, this just uh, adds fuel to that fire. You know, I, I say that to him, but you know what? Uh, I, I want to say that uh, uh, through this whole uh, climate debate, uh, I think conservatives have been too quiet. Conservatives across uh, the country have a great environmental record. If you look over the decades and decades dealing with acid rain, creating the conservation authorities, conserving land. Um, you know what, I think the, the debate needs a conservative voice, and that's what uh, uh, the Doug Ford government's going to be doing, is adding back in a conservative voice uh, to deal with our environmental plan and ensure we're at the table, because the ideas to deal with climate change aren't easy, but they need to ensure they're not focused on, on, on one ideology. It needs to have uh, all different thought processes going forward to make this plan happen. And we're going to work with the Green Party uh, on this issue. We'd love to work with the NDP, but uh, they have yet to create their own environment plan. Um, but once they do, they'll be more than welcome to work with us. Has Mike Schreiner actually made some kind of agreement with you that he'll, he'll work with you? Mike uh, has, uh, we've, we've had a couple meetings with Mike. Uh, we trade ideas and uh, he's of the opinion, and so am I, that we're not going to agree on everything, but let's focus on what we do agree on. And that's ensuring we balance a healthy economy and a healthy environment. No. Well, that's a refreshing approach. Um, you did get uh, knocked for $4 million on the ne- negative ad campaigns. I don't think that can be a surprise. It was uh, partisan. It was political. And again, it just adds fuel to the fire that this was always a political thing. Yeah, you know, you, you can take a look at that. Uh, the federal government was, was, was pushing out their advertising that uh, uh, the carbon tax, you're going to make more money by paying a tax. And then that was our effort to push back on them that, uh, uh, no, that's not really the truth. The carbon tax costs everybody and uh, it disadvantages the, uh, the low and medium income people.
Let's talk a little bit about the electric vehicles because that was also part of her report. She, uh, you know, she cited that the the number of vehicles on roads will go to 1.3 million by 2030 uh, from 41,000 this year. But and and maybe you can clarify that. She said there's no policy mechanism. In other words, no incentive to push people into it. I don't think people want to go back to paying a subsidy uh, for people to get into cars. Uh, and so, how do you? change this or what would your government's plan be for this as well as you know more charging machines certainly uh, i mean we're, we're definitely not bringing back the subsidy uh, uh electric is that what work. she was referring to specifically yeah i think it was part of the 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 the, the, the conversation that she was having uh with regards to her review um you know I, as i said electric vehicles work well in urban areas like toronto gta they don't work well in northern ontario or southern ontario uh, we have a plan to try to re- reduce regulations so private industry can create the charging infrastructure that's needed throughout the province. I think once you put that in place, in addition to uh, the, the variety of electric vehicle choices that are coming onto the market with industry, and the fact that uh, you know all these people are out there protesting, wanting to do good for climate change, God bless them, but you know what, they should be making the decision when they buy their next vehicle, it's electric. They need, individuals need to start making those choices in their own lives to make those necessary decisions in order to help the climate. So we're going to try to get the infrastructure in place. Uh, we're hoping the people of Ontario uh, look at electric vehicles when they purchase the next vehicle. I think a big part of that decision-making, though, is can I charge my car anywhere? So how long, uh, just before I let you go, does it take to put this infrastructure in? Well, we're working right away uh, trying to make sure regulations. I mean, Canadian Tires is starting a program to put it in their parking lots. We have Tim Hortons and Starbucks, so we want to see where else we can we can uh, add the charging stations in. I'd love to uh, work with the Minister of Transportation to see how we can work to get in charging stations at the on-routes uh, on our 400 series highways. I think uh, uh, it's very important to get infrastructure in place so that people will actually be able to travel Ontario and be able to, to energize their vehicles uh, when they need to. Minister, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, Minister Jeff Urich. He's the Minister of Environment, Conservation and Parks. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.